0: On today's podcast, we have Michelle Shaw. She is from Canvas Style, which has been featured in Victoria Magazine, Women's Health, and Women's Day. Join me today as we celebrate Michelle.
1: Good morning, Faith. How are you?
0: Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing great.
0: What's going on with you this morning?
1: Oh, my goodness. I am I hope my voice sounds okay. I'm fighting a, some allergies, but... Um... It's fiesta week in San Antonio, so it's a very exciting festive week of full of events and all kinds of fun things.
0: Oh my goodness, that sounds fun. I love a good thing. <laughs> but I'm thrilled to talk to you this morning because I love I love your jewelry. It's so cute. Oh, I'm so glad that makes me so happy. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really I really need to learn more about your background. I know. I feel like I know all these things about all your jewelry lines and everything that you carry and we'll get into that but I really want to dig more into Michelle. Okay sure. Are you ready for that? I'm (laughs) ready. (laughs) Okay so you live in San Antonio. Is that where you're originally from?
1: No I was actually I was born in San Antonio. I was raised in a tiny town in Lytle, Texas. It was about 30 miles south of San Antonio towards Laredo. That was a little town, about a little less than 2,000 people.
0: Oh, cute.
1: It was very small. I graduated with, I think there were 56 of us in my graduating class in high school.
0: How was that, graduating with a small senior class? Did you like that?
1: You know, it was great. I loved it because you knew everybody. Um, I mean, you pretty much knew everybody in the entire town. Um, We had, I guess, about maybe 500 students in combined middle school and high school, we were in the same building. So I was always intrigued. I was always kind of wanted to test. I, you know, wanted to maybe go to a large high school. Um, Excuse me. For better baton twirling opportunities, I I wanted to twirl for for a very large band. But um, all in all, I I absolutely loved um, growing up in Lytle.
0: Well, how did you, so you grew up in Lytle, so, how did you re- relocate to San Antonio?
1: After college, I, I moved to San Antonio. It was um, I need I wanted to be my great grandparents actually raised me, which was wonderful because it was like having two stay at home parents, and you know they were super active. All of my school activities and extracurricular activities and baton twirling and everything like that. And um, my great grandmother was still um, was still alive and very much involved in in. You know my my college and and in my life, so I didn't want to move too far away, but I couldn't. I didn't want to live in a small town anymore. So I I chose San Antonio. It was only about a half an hour away, so I could um you know go visit often and and things
0: like that. I love it that you got sweet time with your great grandparents. How many kids can say that? Yeah, not unfortunately not many.
1: So I I was very blessed to. To have that time with them, for sure.
0: That's so sweet. Um, so you ended up going, where did you go to school? Where did you go to college?
1: I went to Southwest Texas State University, which is now Texas State University. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> A little sad, because my, you know, old alma mater doesn't exa- actually exist anymore. But, um, that's so okay. in San Marcos.
0: Well, that's okay, because North Texas College here in Denton, guess what that used to be called? they used to be called normal college oh (laughs) I mean they changed these names of these universities sometimes for the better sometimes not but this time thank goodness it was for the better
1: yeah I think ours was too um but it was you know I, I chose that again I chose that I got accepted into you know lots of universities um but I chose that one because two reasons. It was, it was close to home. It was only about, I guess, an hour and a half drive to Lytle. Um, and again, I didn't want to, my great grandmother, um, you know, she was really up there in age at, at that time. So I was kind of the college kid that came home every weekend. Um, you know, cause I wanted to, to visit her. I was, you know, always terrified that I'd be away at school and something would happen and, um, you know, but she was very, um, was strong-willed and a ton of energy. She bowled up until she was, I think, 99 or 98 or 99 years old. She was still wow. in a bowling league. So she was very active. But, you know, I wanted to go to a university that um, was close to home. And also they had an amazing marching band. And I was a baton twirler. So that that was really exciting for me to get to perform with such a talented um Group of people. It, it was huge. It was the the marching band. My first day of practice was with the flags and um, everything. We were larger than my high school. It was crazy.
0: <laughs> How did you get involved into twirling? It seems like it's a lost art. My shorty sister, um, she her daughter does twirling, and she is now in high school. But she was twirling with college girls, like coming and doing shows at their college games and I mean, it's amazing. I think it's having a, a major comeback currently. Like I think it's on.
1: I, I think it is too. Um, you know, I think I was about eight years old. I uh, had a little baton, I guess from the supermarket, it was the little plastic yes. when it's like filled with, um, yes, that I sparkly things <laughs> and had the streamers, you know, at
0: the end. I mean, what little girl didn't want to be a twirler? I mean, right? I, I don't know how many times I hit myself in the face with the baton. I mean, I had the one with silver with the white ends. I had one with tassels yes. on the ends. I had the one with the glitter on the inside. I mean. Well, and
1: it was just, I don't know. And I just, I told my my great grandmother one day, I was like, grandma, I really would like to take baton twirling lessons. Can you find me a coach? And she was, she said, okay, I'll, I'll look into it. And it turns out in Casterville, which is about 12 miles from Lytle, there was this amazing baton twirling coach, Sherry Carter. And she was actually, um, uh, on the world judging judges panel and she was national three baton grand champion and all of, all of these things. I mean, she, she was phenomenal and she was like 10 minutes from my house. So, um, I started, you know, taking baton lessons from her and, um, she got me involved in in competitions and um, all all sorts of fun stuff. I, I kind of specialized in three baton, two and three baton were my. I my... still twirl
0: like if I was like, no, I'd probably I... break something. Can you do it like seriously? I want to get a vintage baton and, and bring it to you. Or is there a preference? You know how they well, have. Well, I
1: things? still have all of my batons um out in our garage, and it was so funny when my daughter was about three years old. She found them, and we were going through, and I was like, oh, Madeline, let Mommy show you how to do this, and she was not interested in this, like, she goes, oh, Mommy, these would make great swords, and I'm like, swords, I'm like, give those back, those, those win championships, girl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We needed to put them in, um, some, like, window, um, what do they call it? Um, uh, like not shadow. I guess shadow boxes, but the acrylic boxes. Oh yeah, that? and put them on your wall. They should. They need to be decorated somehow. That's that's, that's a good idea. Do you
1: all have a playroom at the house? No. Um. No, we don't. I mean, we've got like there's lots of room. I could do that. But call um... me and we'll figure it out together. We'll okay. Play. Yes, that's your specialty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the okay. Design and decorate and all of that paint colors
0: I I can't help it like my mind is going a million miles an hour going oh my goodness what can we do with her twirling stuff I mean something that has to be honored in some way
1: (laughs) I think I've got some of my trophies in the top of my closet I can oh my
0: gosh so so you can still do a couple of tricks you think I
1: mean maybe a little I honestly haven't Tried not in a, a very long time um, certainly not quite as flexible as I used to be for sure but, <laughs> um, but I, I could probably I could probably do a little bit I, I coached for for a long time and then um, I kind of stopped that after I um, when, once I got married
0: how do you how did you meet your husband?
1: Um, we actually met at um, a health club I was doing an internship in the sales office and I sold him a membership.
0: <laughs> that is the first I've ever heard of somebody mating somebody at the gym. That is awesome.
1: Yeah, it was great. And it was so funny because we were, it was just really nice. I, I miss it so much. It's not, it's not around anymore. Um, but the Concord Athletic Club, it was this really nice upscale um, health club. It was like four stories. And like, it was just really, really nice. Um, mm. And we were the youngest, probably, you know, a couple of the youngest people, and it's so funny, because I'm 46 now. And um that back in our, you know, after we just graduated from, from um, college, the average age of the health club was 45. And that was so old. We were like, oh, my
0: gosh, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and now that I'm 46, I'm like, what was I thinking? That's not I'm, old at all. Well, you know?
0: It's middle-aged. You can't help it. I mean, We are getting started.
1: (laughs) It was so funny. So it was, you know, we had this great little, you know, running, um, group and, um, I don't know. So I still have, you know, friendships from, from, from the Concord, but, um,
0: most importantly, my husband. Yes. So, okay. How did he ask you out on a date? Well, he asked me, we were at the gym
1: and he asked me, and I, I was dating a couple other people at the time, just not seriously or anything. Just, you know, I kind of just moved to San Antonio and I was like, Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you know, maybe, um, you know, not not right now, but you know, maybe.
0: And so I think he asked third... time. <laughs> let, me, let me figure let me figure some things out and then maybe we can work it out. Right, right. And so I um
1: I don't know. I, I think it's like the third time he he asked me out and I was like, okay, well, you know, I appreciate his his persistence. And um, yeah, let's let's go out and he ended up being like a really different guy, like really um um I, I know, not not the same um, you know, as all, all the other like guys my age, you know, it was he was a lot of fun, he was very interesting. Um he was super interested in the stock market and he was good with color and all of these you know fun things so I was like wow I I really
0: like this guy so he's interesting you hadn't met anybody like that before then huh
1: no no everybody else was like always super athletic because I was super athletic so that's kind of but then maybe not so interesting and, you know, stuff like that. But he was really interesting and, and smart. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's he's so smart. So, um, you know, we dated for five years and then we were engaged for a year and then we've been married for I think this is gonna be nineteen that's coming up.
0: So <laughs> you're a grown up now. So you've been married. <laughs>
1: before. I
0: know we we got married when we were five yes yes of course <laughs> I mean that's how a little girl wants to do it put on the veil yes okay so how it says on your website that it's a husband and wife duo that designs these designs for canvas style and I had no idea first of all I didn't know that you designed anything I, I just I knew it was your store but I didn't know how far involved in the process you were and then it said your husband was involved too. And I thought, how does that work? You have to explain it to me.
1: Well, um, things get very interesting. Um, <laughs> as, as you might guess, it, you know, family business is not always easy. Um, but we pr- try to kind of stay in our, our own lanes. But we do, um, I don't know, we cross all, all the time. We actually share an office, which is, is quite interesting. Um, but let's see, backing up. We used to design everything when we started the um, the business. We actually started it in it's about an eight hundred square foot apartment above our garage, and um, that's that was where we started the business. And we actually made physical samples of everything at that time. We did mostly um, like gemstones and like semi precious um, stones. It was popular back then, and we were kind of the first um, ones to market to have. Um, and a really affordable line of mm-hmm. um gemstone jewelry, and we would actually string every single sample ourselves, like bead beat it and plan out the beat you know all 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 the things, so oh,
0: goodness
1: um, and that's, then that's we tedious. I'm sorry, I said that's
0: tedious work.
1: it yeah, oh, it was, and we didn't make it all ourselves. we just made the samples, and then we would have it. Um, you know, mass produced. Oh, okay. but it—it um, it was a lot of work. Um, you know, designing all of the things and getting the colors right and patterns and, and all of that. But it was a lot of fun. And um, we've definitely kind of morphed over the years into um, a different look and 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 things like that. But up until about maybe five five years ago, like I actually had a design. Like tables of beads, and I'm a very messy designer. And actually, you know, beaded or or made most of the samples um, still in house before, um, and then we would send them over to our factories to to mass produce them. And um, it was always a mess because I would just like get boards out, and I would tons of beads, and I had to see everything in front of me, and tons of beads, and I'm stringing things. And then like when that was done. Instead of, I, I never seemed to have enough time. So instead of cleaning everything up, I would just get out another jewelry board and put it on top. And, um, <laughs> or then I would move over to another part of the table. And until it got to where it was too tall, I could no longer reach the what I was working on. And there was just literally nowhere else to go. And sometimes I'd sit on the floor because I needed a clean area. Um, but The rest, I mean, I'm a very neat and, and tidy person, but my design space was always look like it was organized chaos. I could find any bead, any, anything you wanted. I mean, but most people would come in and think, Oh my God, this looks like a tornado just went through it. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we'd kind of have to, I'd spend a couple of days like organizing it and for every, you know, several months or so. And, um, then I just mess it up again. So now we've gotten it into, and like David would come up with a lot of like concepts and we'd work on, on things together. And, um, And now we actually, we work with a a designer and and most of our designs, we don't have to, you know, sit there and make all of our samples anymore. Um, But we have it drawn, you know, we have a designer that draws things out um, for us and, you know, we still collaborate. We still have design meetings constantly. Um, And then we manipulate the samples when they come in, when they come back, you know, that's not always... Um, exactly like we wanted, or I'm like, oh, this would look better this way. So,
0: you know, I still do some of that at the office or quite a bit of it, actually. That's the fun part is getting to play dress up and getting to, because when you're designing, if you have a roadblock or something doesn't go as you planned, sometimes it's a happy surprise. And sometimes you think, oh, no, that's not what I wanted. Oh, but wait, I'm glad they put that on there because I would like it with this.
1: Exactly. No, that's absolutely how it is. And sometimes you sit down and you're like, okay, I have to do, say, um, I don't know, the um, Country Club collection. That's what I'm working on today. But then you draw blank and you can't, like, nothing is, nothing is working. Nothing is kind of coming together. So rather than just, um, you know, beat yourself up over it and just kind of just wasting time like i've set that aside and go to something else that right. whatever cuz sometimes you're just not inspired to do something you just need to you know step away from it come back later um and go into
0: something else so where, where do you get inspiration from for your
1: a lot of it comes from we love to travel and we love europe so david and i spend um quite a bit of time there, I think we went three times last year, yeah. and um, the architecture there is, is phenomenal. So a lot of times we'll be, you know, walking past something, and and David will say, "Oh my God, look look at that gate! Look at the pattern on 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 that gate!" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's amazing!" So we'll um you know snap pictures of that. Um, I have like an iPhone full of um, pictures of just ran- people are probably like, "What what in the world?" I was like, "Oh no, that was a great like." Uh, that door had a fabulous like door knocker on it. Um, I think yes. you know, Mary Catherine could use that. So, well, then we send all those pictures to to our designer, and we're like, okay, we're we're kind of thinking of a you know doing a collection around this. Um, like, let, help us pull it together.
0: Exactly. Yes. So, what is your, do you have a favorite collection, or are you kind of like me with favorite colors? You're like, well, I like a di- something different, you know, for different reasons. But. I,
1: I mean, I'm kind of like that. I like different things for different reasons, for sure. My go-tos, I love our Bali bracelets. Um, They're
0: great they come in
1: 49 colors every day, and I, I love color. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I love matching them with, with my outfits. I love matching them with my, you know, tennis outfits when I go and play tennis. Um, I always have, you know, at, at least three Bollies on <laughs> and, um, I, my go tos is like our ball beads, like our gold um, ball beads, because that just kind of goes with, with everything. And pearls, you can never go wrong with pearls. Um, and I've really been on a pearl kick lately. But um, my color. I, I mean, I just, I
0: love color too, so. Color's good. Can I tell you my favorite? Yes, I'd love to hear your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, first I love the valley bracelets. They're so easy. And like you said, it just gives you, I'm a sucker for bracelets because one of the reasons why I like bracelets and I'm sure other women can relate is that, um, it doesn't frame your face. And so it's like shoes when you're not happy with your physical self, you know, you can put on a cute pair of shoes and you feel like a new woman. And yeah. I think absolutely <laughs> and bracelets are the same way because earrings you know, frame your face. And if you're not happy with your weight, then that's a constant reminder, right? You're like, Oh crap. Oh, that looks okay. I guess, but a bracelet, you just look down and it's there. And so I love to stack bracelets. And so and I've bought lots of David Urman and, but I like to do the high low and, um, the Valley bracelets add a lot of color. And my daughter tries to steal those from me and I let her wear them to school now. I thought, well, now that I've got like one in every color, uh, I need to share. I can't just like keep it all for myself. So she'll wear one to school and she'll come home. And as soon as she comes home, she goes, okay, mama, look, it's still on my wrist. Okay, here you go. Put it back in your drawer. And she puts it back in the drawer for me. Oh, but- that's so funny. That's so sweet that she
1: puts them back. Because we went through a period where my daughter also, she loves them. And of course, she, she's 10 right now. And they wouldn't fit. They don't fit on her wrist yet. Um, um, I and I have- She'd wear them on her ankles and uh, as little anklets. And uh, she went to summer camp one year. It wasn't last year. It was year before last. And she must have worn like 10 bracelets. I'm like, sweetie, you're going to need a longer leg. And she's got these long skinny legs. <laughs> I don't know where she, she didn't get it from me, that's for sure. But um, I'm like, you're going to need a longer leg. But she wore them all summer long in the pool and everything. And then, you know, friends would like, them, and then she'd give them. And so I never had any Bali bracelets because every time I'd go to grab something, I'd be like, Madeline, did you take this? And she had,
0: she had another one on. But my favorite bracelet is, um, it's the gold. I don't know if you want to call it gold or brass or what. Um, and you can tell me, you know, what it is, but it's the link bracelet and it has a broke pearl on it. And, I wore that every day. I wore it so much. I forgot I wore it and I was cleaning with bleach in the shower and I kept hearing it as I'm like scrubbing and I'm like, Oh crap. So like, I just like beat the heck out of my, my pearl as I'm like scrubbing, but I still wear it. Cause it's, I love the link. Like the way that that chain is on my wrist and the color of gold is spot on.
1: Oh, good. Is it the one it, does it have a toggle
0: Hmm. Yes,
1: I think I know exactly. I probably need to send you another one after you <laughs> added in all the water and the bleach and everything. Oh my but, gosh! Um, yeah, we use a worn gold, uh, worn gold plating, and um, so I just think that adds a lot of sophistication to it. I, I'm not a big shiny gold person. Mm-hmm. I I've always preferred like a matte or this is like a worn gold. Um, I think it just Makes it look more expensive.
0: Well, let me tell you, I have a real solid Italian gold bracelet that I wear. And then, you know, I've got the silver and gold, the David Urman. And you can see it on my wrist. And I will wear the gold things that I get from you guys. And it is just a touch, just a touch rosier. Just a hair, hair rosier. But it is the closest to gold that I've ever seen. And I've gotten pieces from other companies and I gave it away because I didn't like the color.
1: Oh well that makes me feel so good. I <laughs> I mean I personally I love the color and I mix it in with my um love it. You know, my good my good jewelry um mm-hmm. as well. Like I always wear like my diamond tennis bracelet and then I have a a gold um watch. I always I always wear those. Mm-hmm. But um I, I also like kind of the high low um
0: mm-hmm.
1: thing too. And I've always have a stack of bracelets on. I love and, it and um you know, in earrings, I'm a big,
0: you know, I like the lightweight earrings because heavy earrings really hurt my ears. Yeah, um, and I so have my I, earlobes. My earlobes are so big. My husband thinks I'm silly because I think, oh, I want to get my earlobes clipped, and he thinks. Oh. <laughs> then there are other things you'd rather do than get your earlobes clipped, but I do not oh, like it. So I love the earrings that that I've gotten from you guys because they're the buttons. You know, they're um. The, they cover the surface area of my earlobe. Right. No, no, no.
1: I'm the same way. And I have never, I think you have great earlobes. I have never noticed <laughs> that you have, that you need anything to enter your earlobes. But I, I'm the same way. Um, You know, we used to do a lot of the fishhook earrings. And I think like the older I get, I'm like, ooh, I like to have like kind of like a stud top, some type yes. of, we do that pearl um top on a lot of our um earrings now because I, I do, I have like my holes are a little bit stretched out and, um, <laughs> you know, they're just, I, I like having it covered. So I'm not self-conscious about, you know, it looking like it's pulled where people are probably not paying as much attention to, to that as, as I do. <laughs> We're always harder on ourselves, right? Okay. Than anyone else. But I, okay. I do like that too, where we have a little stud top or, you know, something mm-hmm. that covers my ear hole and then, you know, that... <laughs> the earring
0: hangs down so <laughs> well i'll tell you what i just remembered my other favorite thing that i have for you guys and it, re- it reminds me of princess diana and oh, it's a pearl stud and it's got the gold greek key surrounding it and i wear those all the time and um like i have my little pearls with the you know the sleeve around them that was a gift from my husband but i don't always want to wear those out when i'm traveling or you know if i'm going out in the field to people's houses you know sometimes i like to have something a little bit with more drama and something i don't have to worry about like right it's like, not
1: you know an heirloom piece or it's not um super expensive so if so you were to lose girl. one i mean it wouldn't yes. it would it's not like you're losing a piece of your grandmothers or great grandmothers jewelry yeah. right
0: yes but there's i mean Oh, I need to brag about you smart. Do you, do you accept compliments? Okay. Cause I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I do. I've, I think I've bragged about your company to a million. I mean, all the time. I wear your stuff every day. I talk about it all the time. I told my girlfriends about it. People comment it. I'm like, Oh, you've got to go check out canvas style. You have to do it. And, but let me tell you what. Everybody needs to know this. Yes, it's a good product. It's a very good price point. The color is spot on. The designs are good. Like check, 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 check. But on top of that, you can 100% gift it because the packaging is spot on. When I get my canvas style box, it is beautifully packaged. I always have a handwritten letter in there from you guys. But on top of that, the, the little bags, that the jewelry comes in. I have yeah. never in my life kept a jewelry bag. Even even my high-end jewelry, I've never done anything with. But I, the bags look... They look so good. And the- cute? I,
1: I love them. And that makes me so happy to hear. Yes, because the- we always... You know, we're always trying to be better, right? We're always trying to... It's, um,
0: it's really good. It looks... It looks high-end. I did not expect it. For the price point that you guys offer, you know, I didn't know what I was going to get in the mail. And when I got it, I, my jaw dropped. I thought, what? I'm getting all of this for that? That's a, I mean, it's a very fair price point, I think. And the packaging is beautiful. And the containers, you know, the little bags that they come in are really well done. They're high quality. And then even the... Um, the backing that they go on, you know, where if you have earrings, they come on a little um, paper card, the earring card. Yes. And even those are high quality. I'm not getting it. You're not giving me it on a piece of paper. Like it's, everything is really well done. And I want to, I really want to express that on this podcast because sometimes you think, Oh, well that's great, but I don't want to send that out as a gift, you know? Right. Right.
1: No, we're constantly trying to, you know, make our our packaging better and uh, so that it is giftable because our our jewelry and we've sort of gotten into a lot of theme based um, jewelry. We like to say we have a a piece for every um, event, occasion and destination. Yeah. um, So we have a lot of really super giftable items. I, I think you know we've got a great little country club collection that I think is adorable, all the the tennis pieces and golf, and um we've got pickleball coming out soon. So I think all of those types things, um, and in our derby collection that um we're right in, you know, Derby's coming, it's right around the corner, right? I um, know. I want so giftable. That. So we need to yeah. have our package that reflects that. So we always want people to be, you know, excited to gift a piece of our jewelry and feel confident that, um, you know, it's, it's high quality, it's quality piece of jewelry. It's, um, quality packaging that they're
0: going to be proud to, to give a friend. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, I would be very proud to give it to a friend. It's really cute. Y'all have done a really good job. So I I didn't want, I didn't want time to go past before I could. Well, thank you so much for saying that. (laughs) It is. It is. Okay. Have y'all done a Fiesta collection for Cinco de Mayo? We have a few
1: pieces. Um, We have, and I hope I'm not lying there, these really cute little pinata earrings. And I I think we still have them in stock. Um, I know I, I wear mine to Fiesta sometimes and that we do several, you know, different events. And we have some really cute little cactus earrings that kind of go with with that. You know, think margaritas and yeah, tequila and all all that kind of stuff. Um, we haven't really done a fiesta or Cinco de Mayo collection, um, but I think it's definitely worth looking into, like doing a few a few pieces. And we always pair our Bali bracelets because we have them in so many colors, and um, so they they go great for fiesta or Cinco de Mayo and and all of those kinds of things.
0: Yes, we have a Fiesta Christmas tree that I do every year, and it's so much fun because it's bright colors, it's fun, it's just it's really playful. And oh, so that does sound fun. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see pictures of this. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. It's in our playroom, and I mean, I'm telling you, it. I love our formal tree down. I mean, I love our formal tree downstairs. It's really beautiful. It's elegant, but it's a grown-up tree. And then I have the Audubon tree in the kitchen and that's a little feminine and soft. And then I just I wanted my daughter just to feel like she could go crazy. Now granted I decorate it. She helps me, but I pretty much decorate it. And it's different every year. But anytime we travel, you know, if especially if we go to Mexico. I look at the ornaments and I'm always grabbing like I've got maracas on there and a little miniature pinata that goes on there and pipe cleaners that we've done in a twirly shape. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really fun, playful. So oh yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. Well, I'm going to
0: have to, I'm going to have to send you some fun fiesta ornaments
1: <laughs> then from, from San Antonio. Oh my um,
0: God. Yes. so cute.
1: My, it's so funny. My daughter has had, I've always put, um you know, we have our formal, Christmas tree downstairs as well. And then um, I, I love pink. I've never met a shade of pink I didn't absolutely love. Right. So right. Um, we did a pink tree. Well, it's a green tree. It's a small tree with lights. And um, but we kind of did a thing, or I did a thing. I was like, well, she can only have pink, you know, various shades of pink ornaments, and then maybe some aqua, just those real girly colors, because her room was this really pretty aqua when she was little. And um, so it's a really fun tree, and and I used to be, um, I've had to learn to let go, kind of a control freak about decorating the tree, like, you know, only mom and Santa Claus touches the tree, like, you don't touch the ornaments, those are, you know, sacred, (laughs) we we wouldn't want to break one, because we we get from all of our travels, like, every time we go um, to a new city, we buy a Christmas ornament, so, um, I I don't know, I, I love that tradition, and I always wanted to place them perfectly on the tree, and I mean, I would spend hours just meticulously placing every single ornament, and then the kids grow up, and they want to do it themselves, and I was horrified, and I was like, no, this is my job. Like, I I do the tree, and it looks perfection, you know, (laughs) and and then I realized, you know, that's not really what it's it's, it's all about. It's supposed to be like the family coming together and, and having fun and letting your- child like share in um the experience and so then I started letting her help and sometimes I have to go back later and and switch the ornaments around because I just it just drove me crazy um but she's actually gotten really good at it and she insists on she decorates her own tree now and she does a fabulous job and she does most of our tree as well
0: <laughs> that's amazing see you're giving her a life skill, so when she goes off on her own, she's gonna have the prettiest daggum tree uh, in college. And then
1: I, you know, I hope so. I hope so. I think I think she will.
0: Um, okay. Yeah.
1: Sometimes she seems a little annoyed with all of my. I get a little over the top. I love to do tablescapes, and I love decorating for every holiday. And um, and you know, for Instagram, those of us, you know, we have to do it in advance, right? I mean, you can't wait until. It's actually Valentine's Day to set a Valentine's Day table and then post it on Instagram, right? And especially if you're promoting like a jewelry collection with it and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think our Christmas decorations went up the day after Halloween last year. And she was a little annoyed. She was like, really, mom? Um, <laughs> she's uh, really? And she was like, really? And I was like, don't you like it? And she was like, I like it, but we just had Halloween. I was like, exactly. Halloween is in the past. We are moving on. Uh. Moving forward. And um, then I did, you know, big thing for, I don't know, a Valentine's Day. And so she's used to like every holiday and I don't know, sometimes. But then Fiesta came and she said, Mom, you haven't haven't done a big Fiesta table. And I said, oh, you like those tables? I said, I didn't. She goes, well, of course I like them. And um, she really noticed. I said, well, no, I did the Fiesta table in here this year. And she said, no, but but she didn't do a big table in the other room, <laughs> so I was kind of like that. That made my heart happy. That you know, she actually she does like it. Although at ten going on seventeen, they don't always let on that
0: they think yeah. it's cool. I'm like, she does think I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool, and and my child is eleven, and I'm I'm semi cool still. So I don't know I'm not looking forward to middle school, but I've been you know feverishly prying for what's to come these next seven years of schooling. I probably should keep praying for the further years, but I'm just trying to get by into six, you know, middle, middle school, sixth grade. Oh
1: my gosh. I am right there with you. I'm like, Oh, I, I don't even, Ooh, I, I don't know where the time went. Everybody says they just grow up in a, in a blink of an eye and um, you just think of like, whatever, you know, you're whatever. So it's so cliche, but it's so true. And um,
0: so I yeah.
1: It's hard to navigate. It it really is. Cause it's so different. It's not even like you can say I did this when I, you know, because we didn't have technology. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I grew up in, you know, dial up internet where you couldn't actually use the internet and talk on the telephone at the same time. And that just blows her mind that, you know, we used to stand, have to stand in the same place and we had a cord attached to the wall. And, um, she's like, Oh my God! You grew up in the dinosaur ages.
0: <laughs> Not quite, but <laughs> I don't know. what did you? It do seems like it Google. now, right? Oh no! Yes, See what I, I said. My daughter said, "What did you do before Google? What existed?" I thought, "Oh, encyclopedias." That was a beating and a half. Now
1: we I had that conversation a few weeks ago because it just blows her mind that. What do you mean you didn't have Google? <laughs> um, She was like, you couldn't just Google it on your phone. I'm like, honey, we didn't even have cell phones back then. (laughs) I'm like, we had those bag phones that were super expensive to to use. And if you, they were only for emergencies. And I think only one of my friend's moms even had one of those. Um, And then when you first got cell phones, I mean, you were threatened within an inch of your life to only use it in case of an emergency because it was really expensive to use. I mean, it was clearly only if you were, like, stranded out in the middle of nowhere, which it likely wouldn't have gotten a signal
0: there anyway, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so when I when I met you in person, because I know you from Instagram, because I'm a fan, and I had a Christelle from uh, Styling Brunette, and she was the first one that told me about you, and then some, and I thought, okay, yeah, storyline, no, no big deal. And then somebody else told me about you. And I thought, okay, what's the big, like, what is the deal with this canvas style? And I started seeing it everywhere. And then I got some of it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Now I know what the big deal is. It's cute. And it's a fair price. And the packaging is adorable. And it's it's a women-owned business in Texas, which makes it amazing. So I love it. How did you and Chris all How- meet? I love, I love Christelle. Um, she
1: is like the kindest, nicest person you will ever meet. Um, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I knew her from Instagram. I mean, I knew of her and, um, she just had like this beautiful Instagram feed. And I, I was looking for a social media manager because I'm not great at, I mean, I just could not manage the social media, and I didn't know enough about it. Um, I, I'm just going to use my agent as an excuse. Like, I'm, of course, I could have learned, but with so many other, you know, things going on, it was just not – I wasn't doing a, a great job. So um, we started, you know, looking. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is who I want. Her Instagram is fabulous. Um but I, I was afraid she wouldn't take my call. And I didn't, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but I didn't know how to message anyone in Instagram. I, I knew about text messages, but that's about it. And um, so I, I called my, my headhunter that, that we use to, you know, find, find employees for, you know, various different roles in the company. And I said, I, I want to hire this person to be my social media manager. Uh, but I'm afraid, you know, cause you know, you don't really, sometimes it's, you forget that there's an actual person behind the brand, right? Like wow. style and brunette. So I was afraid she wouldn't even take my call or wouldn't even talk to me. And it turns out like she was the nicest person. The, my head manager arranged, um, like an interview. And at the time she couldn't come in for an interview because she had broken her leg. She had um, just got a new puppy and she tripped over the puppy and fell down the stairs and broke her leg. So she, we had to do a zoom, which was fine because everybody was doing zooms you know, at that point, um, after, you know, COVID, um, and it was like, I had a conversation with her and it was like, we had been best friends forever. It was like, we had known each other for a hundred years. She was just that kind of person. Um, so anyway, so she worked, um, for me for about, gosh, I don't, I'm so bad with, you know, time just kind of flies. Maybe a year and a half, I think. And then, um, cause she was also doing Style and Brunette. And um, so then now, and then um, she did, she did resign to, to um, do Style and Brunette full-time. Her business was, you know, picking up and she needed to dedicate more time to that. And, um, you know, canvas style required a, a ton of, of time and, and energy. So we're still friends and um, we still, you know, follow each other, follow along in each other's lives via Instagram and text messages and stuff like that. So
0: <laughs> say her first name, cause I thought it was Crystal. And then when she was on the podcast, she said Christelle or something. Yes. Christelle. Christelle. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. No. Christelle, I didn't mean to butcher your name. I love you so much. You're the best. <laughs> she's so sweet. She is, is the best. best No, She's, she's so sweet. So sweet. You question about your husband working with you. Like, oh, how does how did he get to even know so much about color? I mean, you said that he was a rare breed. You hadn't met anybody like him. You know, you kind yeah. of off before the dating world and, you know, turned him down three times. He was persistent and he pursued you like a man of God was supposed to. And so that was really special and sweet. But there was something new and different about him. And one of the things being that he's good with color and helping you design stuff. How did he... How was that skill fostered in him?
1: You know, I mean, he, his mother is, um, you know, very talented and she has a jewelry company as well. And she was a, a, like interior designer, started, Uh you know, kind of an interior design. And his father also has, you know, a very keen eye, like he's wonderful, with antiques and um so I think him growing up in a household that um they were always antiquing and always um like he just grew up around a very well like designed home and if that makes sense so I think both of his parents very good at design and like aesthetics and and color and um they have a beautiful home and things like that. So I think Davin just picked a lot of that up kind of through osmosis, if you want to say, or just like being immer- submerged in that or emerged in that.
0: Yes. They fostered a creative com- like environment for him growing up, probably.
1: Yeah. And it was very interesting because he's very, he's creative, but also very.
0: um, Like analytical. Like-
1: analytical t- like very smart like math and um things like that so, so it's, it's kind of interesting that because normally you don't
0: uh-uh. get
1: that in um, a person he's also very adhd so it's almost like you'll be in a meeting and it's like oh there went a squirrel and there went and i'm just like whoa 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 okay i cannot even keep up like let's do one thing at a time and he likes to multitask he likes to do like be doing 10 things at once it drives me crazy i cannot do that I like to do one thing and when I'm finished working on this I will move on to the next thing I don't like to have unfinished like projects laying on my desk it's just it's so funny how we work so differently Yeah, and he's very loud Um, (laughs) he's loud he's very loud his voice just carries and he paces when he, he can't sit still and have a phone conversation but he's always on the phone and so I joke. I mean, he does like, this little figure eight throughout our office and he'll, we have two doors in like our little, our office part. And then we've got the, the main office out front and then we've got the warehouse. And so he will be on the phone doing this little figure eight. He'll open one door and come in that one. He'll go out the other door. He'll walk through um like our customer service area back through the warehouse. And um it's just, it's, it's funny. It, it drives me crazy, but that, that's how he, he does business. If I'm having a business call, I need to be sitting in front of my computer with my notes out, with my pen and my paper. When he does a business call, I mean, it would be like torture to make him sit in a, in a desk and do that. He do, I don't think he could do it.
0: Well, do you have any advice for people or for couples that are thinking about working together? Because working with your spouse, it can be hit or miss. So do you have any advice for those
1: out there that are thinking about doing that try to i always say if have your own thing like you have to things that he's responsible for things that you're responsible for of course you're in in, like i say like try not to bring it home to dinner but that's impossible that's that's going to be impossible i mean you can't avoid it i mean we wake up talking about the business we go to sleep talking about the business. I mean, you can't really avoid, I mean, you're in a car, so just understand that, um, and I don't know, I've never, I mean, there's only a couple of years in our lives where we didn't um, work together. So we've worked together for so long. Um, And I would say, you know, try to respect each other's space and and differences and just learn that you're not going to change, just like I'm never going to be able to sit David down and tell him to be quiet at that desk and don't make any noise (laughs) because that's not going to, it's not going to happen. And just like, um, me, he can't expect me to be comfortable doing 10 things at, at one time. Like I have to, I want to close this chapter and then start the next one. And I like to be able to think things through. Um, anyway, so I think just respect that you're not going to, you probably don't have the same, um, right what am I trying to say like you're you're the way you handle things or your brain processes things it's it's probably not going to be alike so you have to just understand that and learn to work around that instead of because you'll just be beating your head against the wall trying to change the other person if that makes sense
0: no that totally makes sense did y'all when y'all got married did you know that y'all were going to go business together was that the ultimate goal all along or did it just kind of happen I think it just kind of happened like
1: we didn't really know and then it just it, it just kind of yeah it just kind of happened I mean we would um you know shortly after we got married I think we started just kind of doing some samples of above the garage and like sending them to some different um wholesalers and we didn't I think think it was the next may we got married in november and i feel like it was the next may we got into a show in new york like a wholesale show um at the very last minute we'd been trying to get in and um it was full and then someone didn't pay their their fee so we got a call like two weeks before the show i was like do you want the space and David's like, yeah, we'll, we'll take the space. And then he looks at me, he's like, oh my God, we don't even have a line. Like we have two weeks to get a line together to show at the show. So needless to say, there was, we were young and we didn't get a lot of sleep um, for those two weeks. We pretty much worked around the clock to get our samples together and you know get the boards. And in the San Antonio, we couldn't even find display boards. Uh, they were all this ugly like black um, velvet that just looked very cheap to me. Mm-hmm. And some were blue and some were black and some were white. And so I said, this is never going to work. So I went to the fabric and we bought all the boards we could at this wholesale place in San Antonio. And I went to the fabric store and got some pretty, um, like an ivory brocade fabric and cut that out and covered all of the boards with that so we could pin the jewelry. So it would have, you know, like a nice, a nice look to it. Right.
0: right. <laughs> it's it crazy. <laughs> When are y'all going to be in Dallas at the uh, market center there
1: next? We will be there. We have, we're in a permanent showroom there. I mean, not, we're in a multi-line showroom. So that's always there. And we're in Cliff Price in the trademark. So our stuff is kind of always there, but the next market that will be, um, will be in um, June. The big market, the um, Dallas Total Home and Gift. Okay. Well, we'll
0: Dallas, and I'll figure out a way to come bring you some food or something.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Um, and I don't know if I will actually. I know I set up the I merchandise our showrooms. Oh yeah. For Dallas and it and Atlanta, I don't know. I usually try to come in for at least one day of Dallas. Um. But that is such a busy time for to get, you know, both showrooms merchandised and staffed and, and everything. So I don't always get to spend as much time in Dallas as I would like.
0: Yeah, I know. If you if, if next time you come out, if you, you know, pad it and, and add an extra day or something, just let me know because I'll be sure. And, you know, I'll take you out to lunch or or me. Oh, I would love that. I would so. love, cause you're not so far. How far is Denton from Dallas? Okay, I would say with traffic an hour, without traffic, 30 minutes, depending on where you go. And Jessica said McKinney, and we'll both come, we'll come meet you out in Dallas, so you don't have to be that far from the market center. And then, um, or we can, I mean, we'll figure something out. Come meet you at your hotel and and have an early dinner or something, whatever. Yeah, that would be wonderful.
1: Yes, when I figure out exactly my days that I'm gonna be there, I, I will for sure let you know
0: and maybe we yeah. can connect. That would be fun. Definitely, definitely let me know. And then my friend Kathleen and I are planning on doing a trip down to San Antonio this year. I don't know when we're gonna do it because now it's creeping up on the way where I don't want to be in San Antonio because I'll sweat in unladylike situations and I don't I don't want to handle I don't want to mess with that. Oh,
1: San Antonio is so hot in the summer. I mean it's it, great it's been- um, we're having a weird cold spell right now, but yes. it's so nice for Fiesta. We do this event, um, the River Parade. We do. This, we go to this um, party at one of the, the clubs we're members of, and it was so lovely last night uh, because I feel, I think it was maybe 68 degrees. It wasn't – I don't even think it hit 70, and it was unheard of because usually you have sweat coming out of places you didn't even know could sweat. Um <laughs> Exactly. But so it was so nice last night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but yeah, you're getting into the hot, hot
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: part. I would say it's now, November wait. to <laughs> maybe March. Yeah, I might have to wait a whole year. <laughs> but I think yeah, because it's just uh last year I think we went three straight months with um triple digit heat. Yeah. Like over, like we're talking like hundred and five, hundred and six degrees every single day. Yeah, um,
0: the time I was in San Antonio, like for a vacation, was when I was with my family, and I was eleven years old, and we went and saw the walk, the River Walk, and I wore my white sweatsuit that I had puff painted, with my <laughs> socks and shoes, and I had my bangs, and my little golden bob. I mean, it was it was funny. Oh, my gosh. Picture, I'll have to tag you in it. But, yeah, it's good. It's so funny. Uh, Oh, I can't wait to see that. (laughs) I'm going to switch gears with you just for a second. And I do this bit with all the podcast guests. We talk about the paint colors in their home. Do you happen to know the paint colors in your house? The actual, um, I don't. But
1: we do have, most of them are a very... We went the whole like soft gray, like very, um, like neutral gray. Yeah, say. because well, that was really popular for a while. Um, having like white, and we've got a, a, It's not a white; it's the kind of an ivory, a really pretty um, ivory trim that um, all the crown molding and um, trim around the the baseboards and um, our we have plantation shutters. And those are all like a really nice. I don't know the exact paint color, but ivoryish um off white, I would say. Yeah. And then we just we accent. I've got um the most fun wallpaper in our little powder room downstairs. It's um it's kind of a powder blue with gold swirls in it. Um, it's just really pretty and just kind of bold. So I love like really bold. Pops of color and really crazy wallpaper.
0: Um, I mean, it's not too crazy. It's just I think it's fun. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> the beige paint. It's wet. It's crazier than, like, the neutral paint. It's crazier than, like, the gray. Yeah, paint.
1: it's just a really fun pop of color. It's a really tiny little room that you wouldn't expect, and you walk in, and it's got this big, bold um, I wallpaper, which I, I just, I love that. I love it,
0: too. That's sounds- we
1: accent a lot with, um, I love, I'm obsessed with, like, blue and white um, chinoiserie, so we have a million, like, blue and white chinoiserie pots and ginger jars and... I've got huge ones that are like flank the fireplaces and I, I just, I have them everywhere. And um, so we pull in color with, um, it was so funny. we have, So we had a baby and then we got all white furniture. Um, <laughs> but if we really did get all, I mean, off white, you know, furniture. And then we accented with fun, um, you know, accent pillows that, and most like blue and white, a few pops of maybe orange or, you know, something like that. And then our bedroom is this really, oh gosh, I wish i knew the color off. It's, it's a very, it's like a powder blue, kind of a powder blue color, if that makes South. sense. I wish I had the exact
0: um, hey. color
1: because I want to paint my
0: dining room that color too. So, yes. <laughs> Um, find out the color, and you post a picture of it. Just tag me on Instagram. So okay, I I will do.
1: I didn't even think about the actual color. I was just like, oh yeah, it's a powder blue, and I didn't think about the the, the actual color. But if if I have some advice for color paint color advice for for your um for your audience, it would be this: whenever you paint your home or, or the outside, your gates or anything take pictures of that pink, like write that down and keep it like in your safe, like where you would keep your fine, fine jewelry or your <laughs> passport. Like keep it that, that safe because you would not imagine the headache when you have to go and repaint something. We have right on, um fence around, we have a wall around like our backyard and then we've got i wanted to open it up in the, the front i didn't want to be totally walled in so we have this beautiful like wrought iron um gate in the the front of our house and then it kind of separates the swimming pool um and and things like that well it was time to repaint these because they were getting you know a little bit worn and we had the painter over there and we couldn't remember the paint color we called the um our contractor, The contractor didn't have a record of it. We didn't have a record of it. Um, We're trying to figure out how to take these steel gates, like, off hinges so he could take it to the paint store so they could match it. Um, It was a nightmare. I mean, we spent, my husband and I probably spent two or three days just wasted time going back and forth. You know, we spent, like, four hours at a time at the paint store, like, going back and... You know, we had this little, like, one-inch piece of paint that the painter was able to um, scrape off of one of the gates. Yeah. And going back and forth, trying to figure out what color it was. And um, so that is my one piece of advice. Keep your paint colors um, written down, you know, everything, and, like, put it with your passports. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. I know it sounds crazy, but... um...
0: (laughs) No, you don't. I was just fine. I mean, for my clients, when I go to their houses and we pick paint colors, I type everything out on a PDF and I email it to them. So they have that digital copy and then I don't ever delete my sent emails. So, and then I, I have the PDF saved to my, to my computer. So I'll keep that for a little bit. So I have a digital record of the colors that I choose. And I encourage my clients the same thing. I'm like, save this to your to your phone, save it to your computer, duplicate it, add the paint, the store, the location of the store that the painter bought the paint from, write down the product and the sheen because if you ever need to do touch-ups, you need to go back to that exact store and you need to get that exact paint and that exact sheen. But your fence that they did on the outside, there was an easier hack. So whenever you're doing a color match, yes, you just need a size of a quarter and they can match it. But there's also a device at Sherwin Williams that is called it's it's it goes with the color snap app. It's a color match accessory tool. And it basically you it's it's not a cheap tool, it's a little bit of an investment. I think five years ago it was like 60 bucks, but you could get it on sale or you could get it and use it once, return it. The painter should have one, but basically it has a little eye on it and you focus it on the spot that you're wanting to do a color match and it will pull up the formula for you. If it's a Sherwin, oh, wow. or it will tell you the exact color that it is at Sherwin Williams. If it's not a Sherwin color, it will give you a different reading every single time. And then you could just go, Oh, I just need the formula. Now I don't do those for my clients because I don't want them to be responsible for color matching. That's a painter's job. So your painter did the right thing by getting the scrap, going to the store and doing the labor for you. Cause I do have homeowners that are chasing the paint to color match something and that's not their job. The painters need to figure it out. But I do know that some people want their hands in the basket and they want to make sure it's right. So I get it. But-
1: right. Right. Well, and the funniest part about that whole story was um, after we, it, cause it was such a pretty color and it wasn't like just a black gate. Right. And it, we didn't want to, it just went with the house and everything. So perfectly we wanted to get it right. And, um, we needed the gate worked on a little bit it did our house shifted so our the drive gate to our driveway was one side was higher than the other and um so we called out the the gate company and the guy comes out and uh he was like we he was kind of joking because we were telling about the the paint and everything he goes oh well this is number blah, blah 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 from so and so and I was like, "Oh my God! You're literally the only person I didn't think to call the the person who actually did the the steel work for the cake."
0: <laughs> oh, it
1: was so funny. I was like, "Oh my God! You've got to be joking!"
0: But, oh, um, but anyway, was-
1: it it looks great. I think we got it as close as we possibly could, and it I think it it turned out really good. So,
0: <laughs> oh, good. That's good. I'm <laughs> glad to hear it because that can be. If color matching can be a headache for a lot of people. Okay, what's coming up for Canvas Style? Anything coming up that we need to be on the lookout for? Do you have the you have the Mother's Day sale coming up, or that's yes, going on-
1: we have the Mother's Day sale that's going on right now. So if you head to our website at CanvasStyle and um, you can grab some um, some really great great deals. Um, you know some great gifts for yourself and for mom we also have our well our derby collection is is up in of course on the site so we've got really cute um derby style, like jockey silk earrings and a lot of um just a, a great derby collection and we did a collab with for pete's sake for pete's sake pottery I'm um love- i love susan she's phenomenal to work with um so that collab is is online right now, and be on the lookout for our pickleball collection. I know people have been asking and asking like, when's it coming? When's it coming? And are you doing one? And and, and the sample, not the samples, the stock is we should have it in a couple of weeks. So um, keep you know stay tuned for that. We'll post that on Instagram you know as soon as we get it. Um, but that collection is really adorable, and I know pickleball is such a big deal right now. We'll have, um, I can't really talk about it. I don't want to jinx it. So I can't really say much about it, but be on the lookout. We have a couple of exciting categories, new categories that we are, are getting into that um, we're not 100% done. So I can't for sure say, but be on, be on the lookout for a couple of really new and exciting things from Canvas style.
0: Well, um I will be.
1: Hopefully I'll be able to say something closer to um Christmas. Oh no, not not I mean hopefully before the Christmas. <laughs> I'm thinking the cat will be out of the bag by June, I feel. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like, June. by okay. So we have the Mother's Day sale and you can get 30% off with code mom.
1: Um Instagram is canvas underscore style. Um Website is just canvas style. We we like to keep you on your toes. Yeah, it's Code Mom in all caps. You're correct.
0: <laughs> okay, I know that I need to wrap things up with you, but can you just tell us your mushroom story with your about your daughter? You oh my talk? gosh! Yes, I I still I still oh I just tagged you and something the other day. I'm still getting mushroom content on my social media from our conversation that we had that one day i'm not kidding
1: oh my god no it was it was so funny because mushrooms were so popular i mean we saw them in and we follow a lot of like the home decor trends and when you see something this big in home decor then we kind of translate that into into jewelry as well well we were seeing mushrooms you know everywhere like little toadstool mushrooms um you know on little decorator pillows um you know lamps i mean everywhere you went they were they were there and so david was like i think we should do a mushroom collection i said well i don't really know how I, i you know i was kind of oh i don't know if i like that i don't know if people would wear that you know it seems maybe a little too childish but he's like yeah but the They're everywhere, Michelle. I mean, it's in all the home decor stores, and right? So I was like, well, you know, let's try it. So we we did this whole, we went all in on this huge mushroom collection, and it fell so flat. Um, It did not resonate with our customer at all. And I'm trying to tell the story. I'm like, oh, you know how mushrooms are so popular, you know, home decor and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the buyer would look at you like you'd grown a second head. And just like, yeah, not for me. And, um, it was so funny, like the customers, maybe all four of them that were really into it, they're like, Oh my God, this is awesome. And like I said, it was like four customers. Um, we sell like over 5,000 boutiques across the country. And, um, so it's just sitting back there in the warehouse and then, you know, COVID hits and we still have to go to work. And so my daughter is, you know, we put her on give her some roller skates and she would roller skate in the, in our warehouse, like up and down the aisles. And I'm like, just, you know, try to, you know, don't run over anyone. And, um, you need a bell. So she would (laughs) roller skate all day in in our, in our warehouse. And one day she comes across this mushroom, this box of these really cute little toadstool, like Murano glass mushroom necklaces. She comes in there in the office and she's like, mom, oh my gosh, I can't believe you have these necklaces and I've never seen them. And I was like, oh, don't worry about those. Those aren't popular. I, I couldn't give those away if I if I tried. And she said, no, can I have one? And I was like, sure, have one. And then they started going back to school and she said, well, so-and-so wants one. Can I take one to my friend? I was like, yes, yes. There's like 500 of them back there. How at it? And um, so then all of her little friends they're not very strict on the uniform at this point because we're just off COVID and all the rules have just gone out the window. So all of the little girls start wearing these mushroom necklaces to school. And she keeps coming back and she is like taking them by the dozen. And I'm fine with that. But I'm like, now, Madeline, you're not, you know, if someone asks you for that, you have to give them one. You, you can't be selective. I said, I don't want to get into that. You know, She's like, oh no, mom. She goes, now the boys are wanting them and they want the blue ones. <laughs> So then I started getting all of these texts from parents that are like, oh, my God, Michelle, how much do I owe you for this necklace? You know, Madeline gave it to my daughter. I didn't know if she was supposed to. I was like, oh, my gosh, nothing. Thank you for taking off my hands. I said, I'm so embarrassed because, I mean, it was like literally the biggest marketing thing for Canvas, but it was like our worst product ever. But we just missed our audience because the kids. And I was like, I am going to be getting a call from school at any day because they're not even supposed to wear jewelry to school. I'm going to be getting a phone call from the head of school, you know, like, Michelle, what is going on? Why are you giving all of these, you know, necklaces out? But then it was like, it got so big, like, it couldn't stop because I didn't want to hurt, like, one child's feelings. But, you know, think that I didn't want them to be like a mushroom, like, club or something. It, it was just crazy. And then the little boys' moms would come up to me and they're like, oh, my God, my, my son just loves it. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like... but they were like eight or nine years old so it wasn't like a big deal it was just it was hilarious and you know thank god we didn't get in trouble and you know or kicked out of school or anything like that so
0: (laughs) it's just it's such a silly fun story but it just shows like how god can make lemonade out of lemons
1: absolutely absolutely so we cleared out a couple of bins it was great um
0: (laughs) It was made, great. My like, kids when, very
1: happy. So I still see some of the little girls wearing theirs. It's so funny.
0: That, um you come to, to, to Dallas area or Madeline and you come up to the Dallas area. Give me a call if you want. Because Sailor Kate is eleven and um we can I can pull her along with me too. And
1: oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. I would love that.
0: Uh, <laughs> The only requirement is that she likes hamburgers, so I don't know how Madeline eats, so wherever we go, there has to be a burger.
1: (laughs) Oh, she definitely loves a burger, and it's so funny, because her dad and I, we're, like, pretty much, like, keto um, most of the time, you know, low-carb and stuff like that, so we're all about, you know, we'll make, he'll make smash burgers, and we'll do, like, a lettuce wrap, and we're Madeline, do you want a bun? She's like, of course I want a bun. It's Y'all, that is not a hamburger without a bun, so... She's like, y'all are
0: middle-aged. Y'all are eating like old people.
1: I know. She's like, I don't know what's wrong with you and why you don't eat a bun. And I was like, well,
0: Uh, (sighs) anyway, all the things. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing part of your day with me. I know you're extremely busy, but I've been looking forward to my time with you for a very long time. And I'm excited to have you in my life. And um, I love your products.
1: Well, thank you, Faith. That is so sweet of you to say. And I have really... Um, enjoyed getting to to know you a little bit better and getting to know um, about your business as as well over, you know, these last couple of conferences and and things like that. So I look forward to spending a lot more time with you. Same here.
0: See you later, Michelle. (laughs) Bye bye. Thanks y'all for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would follow along with me over on Instagram. My handle is home, and come over there and say hello until next time.